The Detroit Free Press presents Talkin' Lions, your audio home for all things Honolulu blue and silver. Here is your host from the Detroit Free Press, Dave Burkett. Dave Burkett here along with Carlos Menares for a special Christmas edition of the podcast shooting a couple days early so if you're seeing this on facebook live just pretend it's christmas i guess right it's always christmas when you see david cat always christmas here in allen park (laughs) uh because i don't know it's just that time of year there's some holiday cheer in the air i'm feeling pretty good right now it's kind of a you christmas came early for dave oh we don't have to get into all the details but he had a very good flight to denver right yeah, look, Carlos <laughs> likes to make fun of, of, of some of those of us who travel because every once in a while we'll stumble upon a uh, a bump, right? I think travelers out there understand that, that you know, every once in a while flights are oversold and they're looking for people with flexible travel schedules. And, well, I happen to take a bump on, on Saturday on my way to Denver. Um, and it just, you know, it's a good time of year because it helps defray the, the, the cost of, of Christmas gifts. And, you know, you so got, you you got two kids. Nice you got two kids. Uh, I am. Well, look, we... I, I have a hat here. Usually we do our our, our Christmas video and uh, now podcast. Make sure you're subscribing on iTunes um, and wherever else you can find them. I don't know. Um, but usually we do them in Christmas hats. And this time we just have my Michigan State hat where we're going to pull some names out of the hat, some Lions names and hand out Christmas gifts. Well, we were um, planning to do it tomorrow. Correct. But then it turns out we may not be here at Allen Park tomorrow. So. Little change of plans with the Lions schedule. Look, you know, give the you know Lions are, are changing their schedule up a little bit. Uh, you know, players will won't be in Wednesday. Um, you know, taking the the day off. Matt Patricia giving them the day off. So, kudos to him. Kudos to me, as, as Max Scherzer would say. Uh, no, kudos kudos to him. John um, Elway would like to thank John Elway. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, but we always do our, uh, you know, we, we like to hand out gifts this time of year. Yeah. Just, you know, be positive about things because All especially in a season like this. I'm Mr. Positive, Dave. You don't have to tell me that. I, I've heard that. You are Mr. <laughs> positive, I, I think. Um, but, you know, it's, it's been a long season. I think we can all agree on that. And yeah. so we want to, you know, start 2020 off the right way and just, you know, happy New Year wishes to everyone. And if we could give somebody, gift somebody a little something for the New Year, that's what we're here to do. So, um, all right, before we get into that, Carlos, this is I'm just going to spring this on you real quick. So as I'm talking, think about this. I, I tend to do this sometimes with you too. But um, just <laughs> no because – No prep briquette. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, just because we um, – we're also closing in on the end of a decade here. And I heard I heard a little bit of talk about this on the radio last week, and I meant to – I figure we're probably only shooting one video this week, um, just given the, the schedule. Thursday, um, we'll shoot another one. Will we shoot another preview. one? Preview, yeah. Well, okay. I guess we'll – I guess I could bring it up then, but since I already teased it here, I'm just going to bring it up now anyway. Um, end of the decade, and look, you know, it hasn't been a great decade for the Lions, obviously. Three playoff appearances, no playoff victories. Um, but I was thinking just sort of what's been the biggest moment, the biggest event, I guess, uh, for the Lions this decade. And, again, you can think about that as I'm, as I'm talking here. But, you know, look, uh, you know, they drafted Dominican Sue. That was 2010, right? Uh, they pass on Aaron Donald. Maybe that's a big event in, in a negative way. Um, you know, the look they, to make the playoffs for the first time after really that that decade of 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 nothingness. You know, when Matt Millen was around, when they make the playoffs in 2011, um, picking the flag up uh, in the Dallas game. I, I think there's a number of uh, you know a number of things you can point to. Obviously, the the regime changes. You know, uh, from Schwartz to Caldwell, Caldwell to Patricia. So I wanted to ask you, Carlos, one event, one moment for the Lions this decade. Um, I don't know. How are you going to remember this decade for the Lions? What is the one moment, the one event that stands out to you? 
naming Matt Millen the general manager. That, I think that was two thousand. Uh, this this decade, this decade, oh, 2010. Oh, from, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. from 2010 to Obviously, the, the Millen. You mentioned Millen. Okay. All right. To, 2010. Did I mention Millen? Um, yeah. No, I was saying that making the playoffs in after, 2011. Yeah, since after. Since 2010. Ooh, that's kind of a tough one. Um, Calvin Johnson retiring, right? I mean, early out of the blue kind that's of a, a thing. One. And yeah. it's caused a lot of consternation. Um, it absolutely has. So that's, that's been the... Unfortunately, I mean, I think that's that's one of the big things that stands out, and I think at some point they will rectify it. They'll they'll give Calvin some kind of money back, you know. Um, I think six million, supposedly, something like that. Um, one and a half. One and a half. One, one and a half. One point six million. One point six. I'm sorry. One point six. So uh, someone will cut him a check. It'll everybody be happy. He'll come back into the fold, get elected to the Hall of Fame as a Lion. All the stuff. It'll all be great. Um, but yeah, that was the one kind of ugly moment oh. I think that stood out. You know, that's a good one. I hadn't thought about that one. But as we look back, right, in the 90s, I mean, certainly you remember Barry Runs and the, some of the, you know, with the playoff win. But what did we do this July, right? Barry walking away from the game. And, yeah. you know, I can see, you know, five years from now or six years from now, whatever it is, Kelvin walking away from the game. You know, we're doing a little retrospective on that. Um, but will they, will they patch that up sooner rather than later? Um, yeah, you know, I All think they're coming up soon. It's a year from now. It's a year from now. I mean, I'm, I'll be presenting his case in 13 months, essentially, uh, you know, for, so they don't have a lot of time. I, I think at some point, yes, I'm not sure anymore that it's going to happen before, before the hall of fame. I mean, I think, you know, both sides are, are fairly entrenched in their positions. Um, the Lions believe they handled it right. Um, you know, they didn't get, take all the money back. They settled on half of it. You know, Kelvin, um, you know, I don't think he was happy with it at the time, but certainly it's become a bigger issue as the the time has went on. Uh, just having to pay money back, um, certainly he he wants that money back, um, and you know, I, I think at some point they will rectify it, but I'm not sure it's going to be um, before he goes into Canton. In case any of the Lions ownership people are watching this video or anybody you know higher up, I'm gonna I'll say this. This is my public service announcement to the to the organization is. It's going to get patched up. You're going to mend the fence. Do it sooner rather than later. Do it when it counts so that everybody can be happy in Canton and it can everybody be there. You get a you get a you know piece of that like we've said. There's really not yep. all, anybody else on the horizon. Even if Alex Harris gets in, he's passed away. He's yep. not gonna be there. You can't really celebrate him the same way. So make it right, pay him off. If it's one point five million, whatever it is, I mean that's if you fire a coaching staff, you pay them anyway that, about that much, right? $2 million or whatever it might be. Ooh, more. More. So, $5 million a year or so, whatever they have in their contract. Yeah, so that's that's not that much, really, that you got to eat to make one of your best players in franchise history happy, you sure. know? Make, no, it, I, make it right. I think that's a, a valid point there. And, uh, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, I, maybe there's some cap ramifications or, or something. You know, maybe they have to account for that on the NFL side, but certainly you could pay them a personal services contract that accounts for all that money and more. Uh, Barry gets Tax paid deductible. to do it. Yeah. Um, all right, What's so, yours? What's yours? Yeah, you know, mine, um, I guess I would say that uh, picking up the flag in 2014. Like it, that, was, it was face guarding. It was a legal play. What are you talking about? No, I, I think, look, I've said it before, like, there were a lot of other things that happened after that play. Absolutely. That and that's not the single biggest reason. The and Matthew Stafford should have thrown to Calvin Johnson, who was running completely free in the middle of the field. We've dissected that one, too, a time or two. Um, but I think everything that happened in, in the fallout from that game, right? I mean, they were so close to having winning their first 
game in yeah. you know twenty five years, their first yeah. playoff game in twenty five years, and. You know, I I don't know. I don't. It's not like I I think they were going to be a Super Bowl team had they won it, but certainly they had a chance. The next week they were going to Seattle. I think Indomitian Sue was fired up for that game. You remember how emotional he was after that loss for the Lions, the, the Cowboys game, because that was his last season. Things went completely haywire the next year, right? They start off one and seven. Look, if they win a playoff game the year before, I don't think. Martin Mayhew, Tom Milan, I don't think everybody gets fired midseason because there's still that that good vibe of, of, hey, you know what, we're having a rough spot, but we won a playoff game last year. That's what prompted, you know, the whole regime change. Bob Quinn came in, Matt Patricia's in now. I just think there was a whole lot around that whole moment. So, yes, a a decade from now we're going to look back at Kelvin retiring and remember that happening in the the teens here, the 2000 teens. Um, But I think we're also going to remember that Dallas game for a long, long time still. So you're saying that if they win that game, then Bill Ford stays basically in power and they don't remove his buddy Tom Lewan. I can see Shield and Steve Hamm clicking off right now on, on Facebook Live. So No, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, obviously um, the unfortunate passing of, of William Clay Ford, um, you know, a couple months later. Um, and certainly, you know, that, you know, we can all admit was was a factor in the the regime change, right? Sure. I mean, Absolutely. you know, Rod Wood takes over instead of Tom Lewan, but I do think that there's probably a little more leeway when you're coming off a playoff oh, yeah. win, the first one in oh. 25 years, wow. you know, that all of a sudden you, you sort of, you know, you can stomach some of the, the, yeah. the downs, the dips, uh, because you just had an up, and who knows what that up was, and who knows maybe, you know, if they have some of that success, who knows how the next year starts off, because... Um, was that Cole's you know, first year then? Caldwell's first year was 2014. They made the playoffs. That's when they went 11 and five. Lost to the Cowboys. Second year was when they started off one and seven. Right, right. They fire everybody. Uh, Bob Quinn's hired at the start of his third season. Then Caldwell has the 2016. I mean, just, just, season. When you think about it, when you think about it, it that's Caldwell's first season. You know, and he was billed as kind of the the quarterback whisperer. You know, with Peyton Manning and Joe Flacco and all this stuff. And and they get and they beat down. I mean, he would have been beatified almost. I mean, it would have been like, oh, oh my God, Jim Caldwell is the answer. He's the guy we've been waiting for. It would have bought him so much time and leeway, you yep. know, like you said. I mean, that it really it would have been fascinating if we go back and, and change the hands of time. <laughs> One picking up the flag. And again, call, and again, you know, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't think it was pass interference, but I think there was a defensive hold before. Yeah. And what you said earlier, there were a lot of reasons why they lost that game, not just that flag, right? They had two more opportunities. Yeah. They couldn't get a stop on defense. You know, the shank punt, shank you know, punt. Stafford had a, a couple turnovers on their, the Lions' last two drives. So there were a lot of reasons why they ended up losing that game beyond picking up the flag. But that moment itself was, had they not picked up the flag, um, I think there's a very good chance the Lions win that game. And yeah. here we are now. Good call. Good. Yeah. I'm right, but good call. Good try. <laughs> All right. So, uh, again, Christmas Day edition here of the podcast. Hopefully everyone uh, is enjoying their Christmas presents and, uh, you know, maybe checking things out on Alexa, online, whatever, you're li- however you listen to your, your podcasts and, and you're giving us a, a click. Um, one last game left in the Lions season, Carlos. Uh, what are we looking at? 3-10-1 right now? 3-11-1 right now. Uh, Green Bay Packers on tap this weekend. And uh, let me pull out the trusty Michigan State bucket hat that I've used for about 10 straight training if camps here. If someone sends you a nicer 
hat for training camp? Will, Will you I wear it? Wear it? Uh, depends what's on it. I mean, this thing is, you know, it's treated me well. You guys have seen it before. Like if it was blue and orange with the Cal State Fullerton logo, would you wear it? Wow, that would be tough. I don't know that I could, uh, I could, I don't know that I could bring I myself. I see where Michigan stuff would work. I've, I've said this before. I am a big, I, I would probably wear that Cal State Fullerton thing because I am a big supporter of FSU, Free Stuff University. <laughs> Whoever wants to give it to me, um, I'm more than happy to support your team. So, yeah, I probably would. What are the funny, what are the funny running jokes on the, on the desk at the Free Press is that we had another editor there a while back, Bernie Zarnecki, and he, I, it's a long story, but he used to refer to Cal State Fullerton as Fullerton State University, kind of not through his own fault, but he was kind of misguided that way. But um, You took offense to it as a I Fullerton, tried to yeah. explain it to him, and he, you know, Bernie was very set in his ways. I don't know if you ever knew him or not, but... Um, but it was always it was always a running joke in the in the sports department. Every time Cal State Fullerton would make the College World Series, or whatever, it'd be like Fullerton State, you know. And so FSU, yeah, FSU. <laughs> well, see, Carlos, for those who don't know out there, he's obviously a California guy, Fullerton grad. Um, I don't think uh, maybe you just what didn't want to go to Pepperdine or what you know. That's that's my school, the school that I love. Well, they, they shot too much Baywatch there. I didn't yeah. want to get in the you know. Pam yeah. Anderson was should be annoying and you know right. Hasselhoff. I didn't want any part of that. Yeah, scene. that's want... that's really like the Hollywood set. That's right. You uh, see, I you know you just didn't want it. You, you thought if you were out there, they would want you to be on the show. You want to concentrate on your studies. Right? Absolutely, they yeah. kept bugging me about it. Show me your abs, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I felt I felt kind of like objectified. One funny thing about Cal State Fullerton is they feel that way all the time. Yeah, absolutely. The LA Rams used to uh, when they were out there. They used to hold training camp at Cal State Fullerton. So you know, and then when we'd start school in the late, I want to say. Uh, in the late summer, you might still see some remnants of Ram stuff out there. Now they do it at. They used to do it at UC Irvine. I think the first year they moved out there from St. Louis. I don't know. I don't think they do it at Irvine anymore. I forget where they are. El Segundo or something. Yeah, new new facility opening up for the Rams pretty soon, which should be pretty pretty amazing. So I think that's part of that whole complex, if I'm not mistaken, that's happening out there. Um, all right. So let's get to this, so we can uh, so we can get out and celebrate Christmas with the family and, and do all those those good things. I know my, you my, have my gift yet. Uh, yeah, it's um, I don't know what do you got here. Batteries. <gasps> Four pack energizer batteries. How did you know? Double A's. I've figured you needed them. Wa- it's what I've always wanted. There you go. Uh, water too. Half drank bottle of water. No. Mm, nice Air- airport water. All right. You know what? For a present, I'm going to let you pick first. All right. We got okay. six six names here. Six names in the hat. You go ahead and uh, this is kind of tricky holding doing this with the microphone now. But all right, we'll do that. You got first pick, so you go ahead and pick a name out. All right. Darius Slay. Oh, I was hoping to get Slay myself. No, 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 no. Santa, Santa likes me more. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe Santa put two Slays in there. I don't oh, know. maybe. Oh, Slay ride. <laughs> yeah, no, Darius Slay. I think he proved once again. You know, on Sunday, as you mentioned in your uh, stock up, stock down. I mentioned it as well. Great story. Read it, by the way. Free Absolutely. Um, have to read mine. Um, yeah, that he showed. He had two breakups in the end zone. He, uh, Corlin Sutton, he thousand yard receiver. He limited yeah. him to like forty one yards or something like that. Um, you know, he showed his value yet again. And and uh, if you just remove all the politics, all the stuff of maybe the way he's not, he's kind of not been happy about wanting that contract extension, the way that the Lions haven't maybe been happy about the way he's kind of handled some of the things when he's been a little bit more outspoken, uh, not the style of the regime. Um, if you remove all that and just look at him as a player, I think he has way more value for the Lions of sticking around. I wish, I hope, for, my presence is Slay is that they can work it out he can stay there. I hope they give him a contract extension. But if they don't, that he's still around for another year. Yep. And he, I think he provides a lot more value to the team than he would in draft capital, you know, because he's a three-time Pro Bowler. Even if you get a, 
number one or number two, whatever it is out of it, you know, or a two and a three or something, you know, they're not going to, chances are they're not going to be the player that Slay is. He's been healthy, you know, he's been committed, he's still playing well with not a lot to play for at the end of the year. Um, so I'd like to see him work it out and stay another year. I'll second that, give the man a new contract. That'd be a good uh, good gift for, for him to get here in 2020. Uh Matthew Stafford for me. Oh, wow, your boy. My boy. Um, you know, I'm going to give Matthew Stafford some some renewed health because, you know, he was off to such a good start this season. And, um, you know, I mean, it's look, he played through the injury last year. He's played through a number of injuries in the past. A shame, really, I think, that we couldn't see him finish out what he started. I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen not only what this team looks like now. I don't think they would have been a playoff contender, but certainly better than a three-win team. Um, but, you know, just to see if he could continue the hot streak that, that he was on. I mean, um, you know, we, we've seen in the past, right, where, where defenses catch up to offenses or offensive coordinators or play calling. But I think Matthew had, you know, they had a little something special going on offense this year. And um, for my money, uh, you know, I'd like to see him back healthy playing a full 16 games next year. And so that way we can see what this offense can do and we can see what he can do. I mean, um, you know, we're what this will be year twelve for him next year, right? That's when they and really it's... hit their stride, Dave. <laughs> uh, Jim Caldwell would say year twelve, thirteen, fourteen is where they they hit their stride. Um, but you know, uh, I think we still are. We're at the very sort of end of the prime of his career. This is sort of you know quarterbacks in their early thirties. That's sort of the end of it. So I'd like to see him have, and that's not to say he can't play for another you know five or seven years or whatever. But um, putting up big numbers. Uh, if he can stay healthy, what this offense can do. I want to give Matthew Stafford good health in 2020 so that way we can see what this Lions team can be. You know, I, I second that too. And I think one of the things I questions I got on the blog yesterday was like, well, if they'd had Stafford, what do you think? How many more wins? It's hard to put a number on it, but I did look at it. I would have said they beat the Bears twice. They beat Washington and they beat Dallas, I think. So that's four more wins. They win, and that's earlier. They're in November. Right. They have seven wins in November. That's still being in, you know, not out of the playoff hunt, in contention, playing meaningful games. They're not eliminated quite so quickly. That changes kind of the face of the season a little bit for the team. You know, they're not in panic mode and who's getting fired and maybe the Fords don't have to come out and say something necessarily. They see it play out. They still may not have, you know, made the playoffs, but... They would have had. A, they would have been in the fight longer. So it would be good to see him healthy. That's certainly what the uh, the approach the Fords have taken, thinking that uh, had Matthew Stafford been healthy, they would still be in this thing, and and uh, hence why Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia got another year. So all right, you're up. Uh, you're up next. Two more each. Two more each here. All right. Oh, speaking of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, here we go. The general manager and the coach. So this is what I hope for them. This is my gift to them. My Santa gift is. They have one more year um, to prove that they can put this thing in the right direction. And I, my, my gift to them is I hope they get to do it their way. Whatever that means, drafting the kind of player that you want, if you want to you know, trade down, trade up to go get Chase Young or Joe Burrow, whatever it is, any kind of crazy scenario you might imagine, I hope they do it the way that they want to do it and they don't have to worry about Political considerations like Stafford doesn't want the heir apparent nipping at his heels if it's Joe Burrow, if they, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, getting a really good, you know, solid Case Keenum or someone like that or Nick Foles quarterback, do it the way they want to do it so that they give themselves the best chance to have a good season regardless of, you know, who gets their, you know, gets, gets a little, uh, you know, offended or whatever you might mm -hmm. say. So let them do it. Let them draft. Let them go through free agency. If they don't want Slay, get rid of Slay. Whatever it is they want to do, let them do it their way. 
I like it. Uh, I'd give Bob Quinn options, you know, just options in yeah. the draft. When you're, whether you're at two or three, maybe he chases there, maybe you can trade down. The more options, the merrier, the better um, you can build the team. Uh, let's see what I got here. Kenny Galladay. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Kenny great, G. great year for Kenny so far. I mean, leads the NFL in touchdown catches. Um, He's not a Pro Bowler. Who cares? Well, that's what I want to give. No, they, look, there's two things I guess that I give him. Right? You know, sometimes you give your kids a couple presents. You kind of, you know, wrap it up. You know, you put that little bow on that kind of hold or the the string you tie what together. What head games are you playing with your kids on Christmas? Oh, wait, I mean, I'm saying, you know, you get the one that's wrapped, and then you put the other one that's wrapped, and you tie the string around to make them, you know, sort of be one present together. The two of them. I would give Kenny two things. I would give him one. Um, a Pro Bowl appearance in in 2020s. He's probably not going to make it this year just because the the people in front of him. Um, I think that's a reserve. Yeah, I, I think he's the third alternate right now. But um, I don't know that anyone in front of him is going to miss because of injury. Mike Thomas is there. Maybe the Saints go to the the Super Bowl, so maybe one pulls out. But you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Julio, I think are the other ones. None of those are even going to be in the playoffs. So. Um, I think it'll be tough for him to to get in as a third alternate. He deserves one next year. I think he's really emerged as a as a as a big time receiver in this league. Um, and the thing that comes along with that, maybe the the bigger present, the one underneath, the second one you get to, that's a new contract. Three years in, the Lions can finally give him a new deal. He's going to get paid sixteen plus million dollars a year. And look, not that you're struggling playing in the NFL on on third rounder money. I mean, let's be honest, right? He's still making a million dollars a year, whatever it is. Um, but that's a that's a pretty significant raise for a guy that came into the league as a late third round draft pick. Um, that's really worked hard, and I think done you know a lot of the right things here. Had some injuries his first year, played well last year. I think this year has really come into his own. Um, maybe he even finishes this season as the Lions catch leader. We'll see. One more game to to go uh, there. It could be Amendola. I second that. I mean, I, you know, this is one of those guys who is definitely a, a hit for Bob Quinn. You know, I mean, he's a he. They don't guys. Don't, the Lions don't have a lot of right now. You know, second contract guys. They need to hold on to their their good players that they've developed who've played well for them. Yep. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, it's and hey, Kenny, just one little thing, little little tip for you is. One of the reasons that you get elected to the Pro Bowl is when you're a star and you got name recognition. The more you talk to the media, not just us, but everywhere, you know, you got to play the game a little bit and be a known quantity out there. You know, I mean, that's part of it. It's just, you know, people know who you are, you're a star. And you definitely, he's played well enough, you know, to deserve that. And full touchdown leader, over a thousand yards. Yep. Um, he deserves, deserves more consideration. And he's been available. You know, no question, he's been Absolutely. available. But just a little bit more willingness on his part to tell his story and be out there. He's going to be down at uh, Super Bowl this year, Radio Row. So hopefully that uh, that'll be the start of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll uh, we'll sit down and do a little podcast. Find me down there, Kenny. All right, last one for you. Uh, okay. Oh, Kyle Sloter Day. I thought you were going to say Kyle Van Noy for a Kyle second. Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, KVB. Um, and Marissa. Um, no, it's Kyle Sloter. It's the Lions um, backup. We call him slow week. dog. Yeah. Slow dog. He's fast dog. He says he's got some wheels. So uh, we talked to him in the locker room today, and um, he's got a really interesting story. I mean, you're going to read about it, you know, on the free press from my, you know, excellent uh, pen and typewriter or whatever. But um, yeah, it's typewriter. Yeah, you? me and Aquara. Eighty? Didn't you read my story with Aquara typewriter? <laughs> I did, but yeah. yeah, typewriter. That's how I roll. I got two typewriters at home. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, he's got an interesting story. He's kind of one of these. He says he has, he has 
undrafted guy out of Colorado. He started at Southern Miss, and they told him he everywhere he's been, high school, college, they told him he can't play. He's not going to do this. He's got to he changed positions to receiver to try to get on the field. That Southern Miss transferred to Colorado, was undrafted, went to what, what was it, uh, Denver, and then Minnesota. And then here, and so he's always been one of these guys who, and he, he accepts his fate. He understands. He said there's not a lot of Tony Romo's and Kurt Warner's out there, undrafted guys. He understands the whole thing of you draft guys to be the franchise face, and yep. you got to play them, you know. But he has a lot of confidence in himself. He says, you know, all he needs is an opportunity. He's not saying he's going to get it this week necessarily, but I'd like to see him get an opportunity. I'd like to see him play Sunday, even if he... You know, you said in your stock down, you get, I think you give Blau a stock down and said, you know, in four games, he's kind of gotten, yep. hasn't been able to do as much as he did in that first game. So, yes, you want to win the game. I don't think that playing Slaughter is mutually exclusive or, or mutually, you know, it, they're not mutually exclusive, you right. know, not saying you're giving up on the game by playing yep. him. I'd like to see what he has. I agree. I'd like to see what he has. That's 2019, though, not 2020, Carlos. So, so you've messed up the whole segment. That's 2019? Right. What is yeah. it? <laughs> oh, for 2020. For, yeah, for giving a uh, oh. New Year. But no. No, no, this is we, not New Year's. This is Christmas presents. Oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe it is. All right. We sometimes <laughs> wait, wait, we do it for New Year's. I don't Sunday. know. I don't know. Forget it. Forget it. All right. Last one. Last one. Last one. You didn't mess it up then. I messed it up. Open this thing up. Uh, the Lions 2019 rookie class. That's kind of a broad one. But um, I'm going to give them health. Better health in 2020. TJ Hawkinson, injury reserve. Jelani Tavai, injured reserve. Fourth-round pick, Austin Bryant, missed half the season on injury reserve. Um, look, it's just been a bad year health-wise for these young guys. And um, I think, obviously, they're going to be an important part of anything the Lions do uh, coming up next year, um, especially T.J. Hawkinson, first-round pick. I think especially Jelani Tavai. I mean, the Lions were counting on him, and I thought he played you know, pretty well in his role um, had, you know, when we saw him on the field this year. So... I just want health for those guys so we can get, a, again, a fair evaluation of them. Um, and, you know, Tavai, look, it's the same shoulder that he hurt in Hawaii. Missed a lot of that that season with that. You don't want those injuries recurring. TJ Hawkinson obviously had that really great first game, and then he was pretty darn quiet after that. You know, he had the, yeah, the bad concussion, and, and then he obviously ended with uh, the ankle injury. Um, so, you know, health for him because – Obviously, when it comes to concussions, you never want anybody to deal with that. But um, I think there is some potential in that uh, that rookie group there. And in order for the Lions, uh, in order for them to reach it, I think they need to to stay healthy and, and stay on the field in 2020. Yeah, that's well said. And I like to see it like we hearkening back to Stafford and how what he did under Bevel. You'd like to see that offense get as good of a shot as they can to prove that with all the health, Stafford, all these other guys, the rookies, um, this was the best chance. They played really well early in the season. Let's see what they can do if they're fully healthy. Let's see what they can do if they are healthy. Let's see what the Lions can do Sunday against the Green Bay Packers, last game of the season. And, and just to recap, since we didn't talk much draft here, if they lose, uh, well, right now they're in the number three spot in the draft order. If they lose and Washington wins, they move up to number two. If they lose and Washington loses, the Lions will stay number three. If they win, they could fall as low as number five. So guaranteed a top five draft pick right now. Uh, they should be in a good position next year. We talked about Bob Quinn earlier when you were handing out gifts and, and Matt Patricia to have some options to to maybe be able to um, improve that roster, improve their team for 2020, and uh, hopefully take a step forward. So that gives us plenty more to talk about next year at this time.
Uh, Merry Christmas to you, Carlos. Merry Christmas to the family. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone out there watching and listening. Hopefully uh, everyone out there has a, has a happy holiday season and a, a great new year. Best of luck to everyone in 2020. That'll do it for us here in Allen Park. I'm Dave Burkett for Carlos Menares, Freep.com.